0: You're listening to BG Mania for June sixth, twenty eighteen. On with the show. To BG Mania, a video game music podcast, founded right here at Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. Hey guys, we got a smooth episode here for you today. A nice late night radio hour. Well, for you, it's posting at the same time, but for us, at time of recording, it is 1:30 a.m. and we're just now starting. <laughs> why do we do the things we do why do we do the things we do man because we have technical issues and it forces us to record it on godly hours that's why we we do the things we do (laughs) Before we get into the excellent music we have lined up for your listening pleasure, today we want to let you know the following is brought to you by Technisport Gaming Chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office, studio, or gaming space? Technisport is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming-related chairs. In fact, scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series. The most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with a lazy boy. However, gamers claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years, and some streamers insist they have always existed right here in cyberspace. Go to TechniSportUSA.com and use that offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. If you're interested in helping us out here at Level Down Games, all of our affiliate links can also be found in the YouTube description box on other videos, and in the descriptions for our podcasts on podcast services. We've got TechniSport Gaming Chips, Amazon, Origin PC, and Eraser. Thanks in advance for all of the support. And I do want to obviously pimp our E3 2018 coverage as well. That's kicking off this Saturday, June 9th at 11 a.m. Eastern. We're going to be doing a live recording of the Maxable Podcast. We're going to follow that up with pre-shows, reactions, and post-shows to EA, Microsoft, Bethesda, Devolver Digital, Square Enix, the PC Gaming Show, Ubisoft, Sony, and Nintendo. We're going to start Saturday, June 9th again at 11 a.m. And we'll be going all the way through Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, culminating with that Nintendo Direct on Tuesday at noon Eastern, and then a gaming session featuring just myself. Frank and I will do a gaming session Saturday night together, though. It'll be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, spend some time with us. We want you there on Saturday. And Sunday.
0: And Monday.
1: Listen to your tired, raspy voice, dude. It's smooth, it's sultry. And kind of disgusting. I'm just kidding. Got it. But but how would would the theme of this week's. Uh, BG Mania. Uh, yeah, 1992, taking us, a good year. Taking, taking us back to
0: when I was 10 years old. I was gonna say, you know what's crazy? You were 10 in 1992. I was six. We, it was are, a four, great, we are four years a, apart, so. But it was a great year, 10 years old. That's the height of your childhood. No, it, it really is. It really is. Um, I, I, I'm kind of excited for this whole idea of doing year episodes. So this is not going to be the last time you see like a 1992 themed episode. You will obviously we're going to visit all the years, starting from '85, going up through 2016. So obviously we're not going to do 2017 because we did the best of 2017 last year, Um, but we're going to go '85 through 2016 eventually, and that's going to be kind of cool. Hell yeah! Because what we found out is there's a lot of good music from 1992. uh, so
1: much, so much that I, you know, it was hard to nail it down to just.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 16 tracks. Well, we did eight each. And what's funny, as I told you last week on the show at the end, that I had a list of 17 games I wanted to pick from. And I had it listed from my order of that I wanted to do it. And I told you that I did it that way. So that way, because I had a feeling you would pick some stuff that was on my list of those 17 games. So I did it that way. So I would just go to the next one if you took something. But when you submitted your tracks, to I mean, you actually submitted them early this past week. You actually submitted them this past Sunday. So almost a week in advance, which is very shocking for you because you normally do it the day of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, Can't keep right on his toes. Yeah, I was, I was not expecting that. But you didn't pick a single game on my list of 17. Not one. I know. And I left off a lot of heavy hitters, too, because I want the,
1: uh, my, my picks. I wanted to go more towards a certain genre, which yeah, we'll
0: you, hear. You definitely went more obscure for your picks where I went more, you know, mainstream because I feel like we had to have both ends of the spectrum there. Uh, so the opening track you heard there was my first pick from Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was called Emerald Hill Zone. This released on November 24th, 1992 for the Sega Genesis. It was developed and published by Sega, and it was composed by Masato Nakamura. Known for composing the soundtracks for both Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Masato Nakamura is a bass guitarist, composer, and a record producer. Along with Miya Yoshida and Takahiro Nishikawa, they make up a band called Dreams Come True over in Japan, which is a Japanese pop group. Uh, Dreams Come True has sold more than 50 million records worldwide since their debut in 1988. And then in uh, 2002, apparently Yoshida and Nakamura established DCT Records, which is a production label for their work. The only two games he ever produced were Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Only games he ever worked on. Crazy. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, these are amazing soundtracks. So
1: No, absolutely. I- iconic to this day, you know. Yes,
0: yeah. And it was funny because you actually had asked me when we started playing this. You're like, we've never played this track before.
1: <laughs> you would think by now that we would have definitely played this, but yeah. uh,
0: I guess not. No, we haven't. And what's funny is I actually was going to pick um, Chemical Plant Zone. But because we did the Smooth McGroove cover on the cover episode of that, I didn't want to play the same track. I do think that's a better song than Emerald Hill Zone. But this is definitely the second most iconic from Sonic the Hedgehog 2.
1: Hell yeah. Um, like you said, you went you went mainstream. I went something, a game most people wouldn't exactly like. Yeah. But a, but, 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 but a soundtrack that definitely needs a little love. Okay. This is the Towering Catastrophe from NES Classic. If you want to call it that, monster in my pocket. the towering catastrophe from the monster in my pocket that Uh, was funky dude that was a funky track right there it's it's a very odd soundtrack in general yeah what kind of game is Uh, this uh it's a bit of a platformer it's a weird game it's do you you remember monster in my pocket in general i remember
0: i remember the brand but i don't remember the video game
1: okay well let let me talk about the brand first and we'll go into the game itself the brand itself was um the toy line by matchbox and they were just they were little monsters they were um pretty much based on like the universal monsters there was over 200 of them they had like okay. so they had just every D&D kind of monster you could think of right they actually they actually got into a little bit of trouble in India because uh they had that they had Kali Ganesha they had like all the, all the Hindu gods as monsters and Ooh, that's probably cool. not
0: a good thing yeah exactly they probably not the smartest thing to do <laughs> uh at some that's, point that's uh, like that's like showing an image of uh, Muhammad on comedy central dude. There you go. <laughs> not the smartest thing, but, but, but they uh they branched
1: out um, all over the place, and they did. They had they had a comic book, they had trading cards, and they had this video game, uh that Konami put out, and it was pretty much uh, a platformer. It, it all happens inside the ha- in someone's house. These little toys come to life. Okay. Um, not a very good game. Okay. Uh, it's just it's very middle of the ground. Middle, middle. It's not a bad game,
0: but it has it, a decent soundtrack it, it, behind it.
1: The soundtrack is, is is a saving grace for this because the game is not, is, is not very fun, but it, it, it is cool to see all these, you know, classic movie monsters. And... Right. But yeah, uh, this was uh, composed by...
0: <sighs> Here we go. Hiroshi Takayasu and Kozo Nakamura. Okay. Another Nakamura. Uh, Shinsuke's family is pulling strong on this episode.
1: Uh, Koze- Kozo Nakamura... Um... Takayasu, I didn't find anything major, but um, Koda Nakamura did the music for all the Teenage Mutant Turtle games uh, from the arcade all the way up to the Fighters. Also, like so, Turtles and uh,
0: Time and that kind of stuff?
1: Turtles and Time, the Manhattan Project, the arcade game, nice. the Hypersone Heist, all those.
0: Nice. Those uh, the, are only good non- the only non Turtles game that she did was Monster in My Pocket. <laughs> you know, I almost picked a track from Turtles and Time because that did release also in 1992. Yeah, but he, but he was—he's the guitarist.
1: Uh, I know it's kind of hard to find a guitarist on an NES game, but uh, mm-hmm. he—he's also he was featured in the Guitar Freaks uh, game uh, for DDR. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yep. So, but
1: yeah. uh, but yeah, like the Monster in My Pocket. I had a ton of these toys as a kid. Um, like I said, I, I want to go very obscure in my mm-hmm. ninety-two picks. And you'll find out that you definitely did that soon. But, but I also picked pick some pretty uh, popular things in the arcade, so... Yeah,
0: you definitely kind of skewed towards the arcade and that kind of stuff. So But that's okay, that's, that's okay.
1: That, that, that's how I spent my 10-year-old life. Just you wait and see what I, I got in store for you. But, uh, Brian, what you got for us?
0: I am going to take us to another game uh, that's released on the Amiga and the MSDOS. Ooh! So let's go ahead and take a listen to Caswell Hall from Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. And that was Coswell Hall from Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Nice, slow little track there for you. Very melodic, very peaceful. Definitely a a different feel of everything else that I'm going to play from today. Well, I I like a nice peaceful track. No, dude, me too. You know I do. This was released in June 1992 on the Amiga and MSDOS. It was developed and published by LucasArts. Obviously, they made a ton of those type of games back in the day. Oh, yes, they did. And it was composed by the legendary trio of Clint Bajakian, Peter McConnell, and the amazing Michael Land. So let's break these down one by one. Some of the games Clint Bajakian has worked on include Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge, Sam and Max Hit the Road, Maniac Mansion Day of the Tentacle, Escape from Monkey Island, The Bard's Tale, and the original Uncharted trilogy on PS4. Uh, he also had a hand in Warlords of Drynor. Not PS4, PS3. He also had a hand in uh, Warlords of Drynor for World of Warcraft, that expansion. So that's kind of cool. Um, Peter McConnell is obviously known for Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge, Full Throttle, my favorite LucasArts game of all time. Shadows of the Empire, Grim Fondango, Escape from Monkey Island, Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader. The original Star Wars Battlefront, Sly 2, Band of Thieves, and the rest of the games that followed after that, Psychonauts, Brutal Legend, Costume Quest, Hearthstone, Valiant Hearts, The Great War, and Broken Age. So he's still going to this day. He's still doing a lot of stuff right now. And then uh, Michael Land, we obviously know him. He's the original guy behind The Secret of Monkey Island, Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge, The Curse of Monkey Island, Escape from Monkey Island. But he also did SimCity 4, The Bard's Tale, and then, of course, the most recent Tales of Monkey Island. So, uh, Tim Schaefer guys, huh? Yeah, they're all Tim Schaefer guys. Yeah, they're all Tim Schafer guys. All right. Uh, just interesting, though, that uh, Peter McConnell still is going strong to this day, whereas the other two kind of have taken a little bit of a step back. But they're all still active as of as of as of time of recording. So and they're all great, dude. Michael Land is amazing. The, the original Secret of Monkey Island soundtrack. You know that to be a fact. It's amazing.
1: Hell yeah, yeah. that's one of the it's, it's one of the games that I play like every few years. Just yeah, just to yeah, refresh yeah, and keep to. up on it. Yeah,
0: 100 percent. So it's just so freaking good, man. It's so good. And they're all three great. Like everything that they do. I love I didn't even know Clint Bajakian had a hand in Warlords of Draenor for World of Warcraft until I actually researched him. So that's kind of cool. It's really cool, but uh, obviously a nice, peaceful track there to uh, to set you up for what I'm sure you're going to hit us with next. Yeah, I figured let's go peaceful to peaceful. Right back, you know, oh, back okay. to back. Okay. okay.
1: Uh, I'm going to get you something here uh, from an arcade classic that I dumped many a quarter into. This is Shoot into the Street from Lethal Enforcers. So slow, I'm sure.
0: Shoot into the street from Lethal Enforcers. Yeah, dude, that was uh, so slow. So, but uh, but I will say, probably my favorite track of the day so far. I really like that. Nah, uh,
1: this this is an awesome game in general. Like I said, I, I dumped lots of quarters into this. It was uh, a lot of digitized graphics, and you had the guns, and it was just—it's it, Konami at their heyday. Okay. Back when I love Back when I loved Konami. What's Konami? Exactly. What's <laughs> Konami anymore? Um, but the game was actually composed by a legend. Kanichiro Fukui. Now, you're asking, who's 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 Kanichiro. Well, he is a keyboardist and arranger in a little band called the Black Mages. A band that I know you are a huge fan of. I am a huge fan of the Black Mages. It's Snowboy Yamatsu's band. Exactly, to, to, to the point that I was a fan of them before I even played a Final Fantasy game.
0: Right. Because they just rock. They're awesome. Yeah. I just think um, it's I think it's funny that you actually found them without actually knowing who Noble Yamatsu or anything was, so that's kinda cool.
1: I love video game music. That's why I do this with you every week. I mean right, of um, course I, I listen to the Advantage and every other you know, all, all, all these other awesome video game bands. Um, but as far as games he's composed on his own, he did Lethal Enforcers, he did G.I. Joe. and um, then really nothing of note. I mean he was the arranger on Final Fantasy twelve, uh, Final Fantasy Four on the DS, Final Fantasy Fourteen. Um, but composing on his nothing own, nothing
0: as a composing, yeah.
1: As a composer, really nothing major. Um, he does have an upcoming game called Galaxy Voyager. He did actually he did he did Lord of Arcana with uh, Nobu Matsu back in twenty ten. Okay, okay. But yeah, I just I love I love this game so so much. Yeah, I even played it. Really? Yeah, never I mean, played it. It's, was it it's, ported it's, to
0: it's, any home consoles or no?
1: Not to my knowledge, because it was a. Uh, I, you know, I take it back. I, I lie. It, it was on Super Nintendo and Genesis and Sega
0: CD, but it wasn't as good as the actual... The arcade version? Arcade version, because arcade was like digitized uh, graphics and such. Okay. I, I'll look into it eventually. I'll, I'll try to i will try to track down... I don't think I'll be able to track down an arcade cabinet, but I'll try to track down like an, an SNES version might, or something.
1: Or, honestly, if you're going to do it,
0: do the Sega CD or even the PS1 versions okay. uh, of it. I still have my Sega CD, so I could try to find a Sega CD version. Nice. nice. Yeah, I could try to uh, find uh, that uh, in local uh, game uh,
1: it, and if, uh, if if you were looking up it came out a cool gun called the Konami Justifier
0: it's kind of funny oh yeah that's kind of funny um dude I think I think we need to go to MagFest next year oh please I love MagFest yeah I think I um if I have the funds I may obviously you'll have to get yourself down there but I'll try to cover our tickets at least I'll try to cover the entry but uh you'll just have to get yourself down there I think we need to go next year
1: you get yourself to me and I'll drive the rest of the way well,
0: that'd be fun. Road trip down there. It's in Baltimore, right? Yeah. Or somewhere in Maryland. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a four or five hour trip tops. OK, I might drive to you and then we'll just kind of road trip down there. That'd be fun. Yeah. I, th- I think we need to do MAGFest next year. I really do. Uh, and make that a yearly thing just because obviously the, of the show that we do and a video game music podcast, we should actually make appearances and, and try to be more prevalent in the MAGFest scene. It's absolutely amazing. Right? I know, that you've, that been I know you've been to I it before. I know you've been to it before. I haven't been to it before, so it'd be fun. We'll have to make... Well, I- I'm gonna try to make it happen next year. I'm gonna try to make it happen for next year. Let's go ahead and move into my next pick. This, speaking of the SNES, this game came out on the Super Nintendo. We're gonna be taking a listen to my favorite track from this game. It's Rainbow Road from Super Mario Kart. From Super Mario Kart, a game that I played the ever-living crap out of on my Super Nintendo. Uh, This game may have the most played time on my SNES, to be honest, dude.
1: Never played it, not as much as once.
0: Yeah, sure you haven't. Uh, (laughs) This (laughs) released on uh, September 1st, 1992, developed and published, obviously, by Nintendo, and it was composed by Soyo Oka. So, after school, in 1997, when she graduated, she began working at Nintendo under Shigeru Miyamoto. She composed music for several Nintendo games, but then in 1995 she quit Nintendo to pursue her own work as a freelance artist. And I believe she still does she still does stuff to not this day, but recently. Um, some of the games she's known for include Ice Hockey on the NES, Pilot Wings, SimCity on the SNES, and Wario's Woods, besides Super Mario Kart. So um, her style, though, I feel like developed the musical style for Super Mario Kart. Because every iteration since then have used samples or things similar from what we heard in the, in the original Super Mario Kart and the SNES. And it's just gotten, I don't want to say necessarily better, although the music for Mario Kart 8 is fantastic. Um, but there were some Mario Karts in between that didn't have that great of music.
1: Oh, yeah. I think they all, and, and they all tried to emulate her yeah. style.
0: Yeah, and, I mean- and that's hard to do because she's very unique with what, with what she did on the SNES. But... But then you look at like Mario Kart Eight, which has a fantastic soundtrack. all well, do. Well, not all of them. Some of the some of the ones some of the ones in the middle, like, yeah, there, there were some pretty crappy ones. The one on the Wii wasn't that good of a soundtrack. I don't think I played the one on the Wii. No, it wasn't that good of a soundtrack. Oh, okay, there, 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 <laughs> there, 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 there some. There were a couple very average at best Mario Kart soundtracks in the middle there. Um, my favorite, I think, still to this day, my favorite Mario Kart soundtrack is still the one on the Nintendo sixty four. But um, Super Mario Kart definitely is very high up there in my opinion, and that's obviously a lot to do with uh, Soyooka, So, uh, absolute masterpiece. No, it really, it, it really freaking is. It's just, I just, man, I don't know. She's just great, and it's just crazy that um, she really isn't known for many other games.
1: No, it's crazy. Like I, I could just think of so many just tracks from this game. Like, oh, That's yeah. a, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. a, a, a pun in general. Tracks. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Right. No, no, no. But, uh, it's, but it's crazy. But like, but... But like, but like, but like I, I can recall them fully in my head because they're, they're so iconic. They're so perfect. Oh, yeah. And I've recently played through this game. Obviously, we talked about this a couple weeks yes, ago on the yeah. Max Little Podcast. Um, you know, I just, I had a hard time picking I, Well, no, I didn't have a hard time I knew exactly what I wanted to play from Super Mario Kart on the show Obviously Rainbow Road is, that's my favorite track in every Mario Kart to, to, to this day, like every single time I can't wait to unlock Rainbow Road and, and play on that track But there are, there are a lot of great tracks from Super Mario Kart And I keep saying this every time we play stuff from Mario Kart Or or things surrounding it We are going to do an episode in the future Solely based on the, the oh, Mario yes. Kart franchise where you and I would just go back and forth picking tracks from the different Mario Kart games. That'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun.
1: Alright. So what can I do next for you here? You know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, Brian. I'm gonna do it. Animal Crossing? I'm gonna play I'm gonna play I'm gonna play play you another classic Konami hit. Okay. This is Escape Theme from the NES Classic Bucky O'Hare. Was the escape theme from Bucky O'Hare? Bucky O'Hare came out uh, January '92, um, based on a comic book of the same name, of course. Uh, there was there was a cartoon for this, um, there was an arcade game as well, uh, but pretty much this game was a Mega Man clone in, in a sense. Um, very hard game. In fact, uh, in fact, uh, that's what a lot of fans are saying. You know, it's it's too hard. It's too hard. It's like shocking in the <laughs> Shock in it the just, system. It, yes, shock in the system. Mike Matey of uh, Cinnamon Massacre, actually, right. This is number two of the top ten obscure NES games, and this what was is actually composed. What is composed. Cinnamon Massacre? Cinnamon Massacre?
0: No, I know what it is. I was trying to make a joke and say, "What is cin- a Cinnamon Massacre?" Oh,
1: Cinnamon Massacre is uh, when you put try to do the Cinnamon Challenge and you cough all over the place.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Obviously, I you know what Cinnamon Massacre is. Obviously, you know. Shout out to Bang the, your uh, again. yeah, shout out to the ABG and all that kind of stuff. So.
1: Uh, but it was actually composed by Tomoko Sumiyama, and she really doesn't have anything major to her career credit. Okay. She did ramp She did Rampart uh, for the Famicom. She did uh, in '91. She did Base Wars Cyber Stadium series and Bucky O'Hare. That's it. In '92, that
0: was it. That's um, crazy. That's crazy. But what a song! Like the, no, the whole that's, game that's, is. that's that's rocking. Would you say that this is the game is as good as Mega Man or no? no okay okay <laughs> um, i had to ask because you are a mega ve- man guy so
1: very mega man-esque in a sense i mean like um this one has four different planets you, you go to, to you try to save your um your crewmates so this is a fire ice jungle and uh like steel world and then when you rescue your your crewmates you can actually switch back and forth use their powers so very much like mega man mm-hmm. um it's not a bad game it's actually pretty fun uh but it's hard like okay. man,
0: It's really hard. Yeah, I actually told you this when we were listening to it, but uh, I'm not familiar with, with the game at all or, or the cartoon I, that it's based on or anything like that. So
1: From the cartoon, I can remember the theme song. was like, it's time for Bucky. Bucky, Bucky O'Hare. That's how it was. You know how the, 80, the 80s and 90s were. They had those stupid yeah. theme songs for everything. But yes, it, 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 was, it was not a bad game. wasn't a good game. I will say that
0: a lot. It's the Roman Reigns of games. Uh, <laughs> the Roman Reigns of games. It's just a game. It's just a game. <laughs> Bucky O'Hare. Interesting. That's a great track, though, dude. I really dig that track. I really like that one a lot. You can tell
1: that's from a game with a big big green uh, bunny rabbit as a main character. You can just tell.
0: Yeah, it just screams it in your face.
1: Screams yeah, just, it in your face. It's just all up in there.
0: And it's like if you're, you know, alone in the dark, you're going to see a big green bunny. Right? Well, who doesn't? Who doesn't? I don't. But... That was a bad transition to my next pick. (laughs) (laughs) So let's take a look and take a listen to In the Eye of the Storm from Alone in the Dark. was In the Eye of the Storm from Alone in the Dark. This was released, uh, generally speaking, this was released in 1992 on the MS-DOS. Could not find a legit actual date this came out in 1992 because there's so much conflicting information on when this game actually released in 1992. Uh, I've seen things even saying it came out in 93, but from what I've actually seen, this game did come out in 1992. Um, it's, It's hard to pinpoint when it released, though.
1: 92 is a weird deal because the first game we actually had like a, a release date for it was, if you remember,
0: Sonic 2. Yeah.
1: And other than that, games just came out.
0: Yeah, there year. was there was no, you know, fanfare when a game came out. There was no, no no such thing as a release date. They just came out whenever they were done and ready. Exactly. Or when the store started selling them.
1: <laughs> I, so pretty much.
0: It, was, it was hard to figure out when this game actually came out. And again, I've seen things saying as late as 1993, but from several different websites where I go to for information, Uh, Only once in 93, everyone else in 92, so I'm going with 1992 for this release. It was developed and published by Infogrames, and it was composed by Philippe Vichet. He is a French composer known for this game, Call of Cthulhu, Shadow of the Comet, Little Big Adventure, Time Commando, and Toy Commander. All he's really done. Um, Not really familiar with any of those games, to be honest, except for Alone in the Dark, but I will say... I never played the original. I didn't play alone in the dark until the the remake, which released on um, what was it? PC, Xbox 360 and PS3. Right. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize there's a gap. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just uh, man, that's just... so I'm looking here. There was well, there wasn't a big gap. OK, so alone in the dark, it says here released in 1992. Then there was a game called Jack in the Dark in 1993. And then there was Alone in the Dark 2 in 1993 on the... It looks like it was ported to the 3DO. Uh, Alone in the Dark 3 was released in 1994 on PC. Alone in the Dark, the new Nightmare came out in 2001. Uh, There was... And then 2008's Alone in the Dark for PC, PS3, and Xbox 360, which is the first time I actually played an Alone in the Dark Oh, okay, okay. So there wasn't a huge gap, but... In all actuality, I, I think the ones in the middle there... Jack in the Dark, Alone in the Dark 2, Alone in the Dark 3, and the new Nightmare are not widely as known as the first and then the remake. I didn't even know they existed. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I definitely remember the remake and uh, I I will try to find a MSDOS copy of uh, Alone in the Dark at some point. Um, Who knows? It may even be available as shareware now because I know a lot of stuff back then on the DOS is available as shareware now. So if it is, I might check it out eventually. But um, finding an actual copy to purchase would probably be a task in 2018. (laughs) probably yeah Yeah. but great track though very uh definitely sets the tone for the game that was a damn good song yeah it definitely sets the tone for the game and and sets up the spooky atmosphere that you're going to experience throughout the game and it's a fun game it's i think it's kicked off the survival horror genre i think it's actually what started it it might be i mean i can't think of anything before that yeah i think that's actually the original survival horror game so that's kind of cool maybe
1: shadowgate on the NES if you want to really Split the yeah, I was going to yeah, say, I
0: that's kind of reaching, but... I,
1: I, exactly, there's a bit of a reach. All right. I didn't realize I did
0: this. What's that? Another Konami game?
1: It's another Konami game.
0: <laughs> okay. Is it really? It really is. What's your obsession uh, with Konami this week?
1: Uh, this was done completely on accident. I did not do this on purpose. Okay. I just so happened to uh, start listening to some awesome tunes, and this was one of them. This track is called Spiders, and it's from the classic side-scroller Axley. spiders from axlay like i guess another konami game uh
0: <laughs> the konami trio well until we hear is, that your next pick is also from konami so
1: it, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest uh <laughs> this is a sci-fi scrolling uh shooter game it's supposed to be a, G- a japanese only game but so many people wrote in saying you know we want this we want this that they went ahead and brought it out over here
0: um uh, what's crazy is your last three konami picks i haven't played a single one of them
1: this one is criminally underrated. In fact, when it first came out, Nintendo Power gave it a three point seven five out of five. That's it's, not it, bad. It, 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 it's not bad. It's it had great graphics, but that it its head on perspective took a little u- getting used to. Um, but as it, as it endured, it was voted the number six best of all time two D sh- shooter by ScrewAttack, and it's the number eighteen best game on the Super Nintendo according to Nintendo Power themselves. Oh wow. Uh, this was composed by Taro Kudu. Okay. Uh, also did the music for Super Castlevania four, which is no surprise because that is also a Konami game. Hopefully that didn't release in 1992. It did not. Okay. um
0: Because I'm sure that's this, next on your list if it did.
1: No, I know you didn't play this game, but it actually utilized the, Nintendo's Mode 7. So it had okay. like the scrolling parallax effects. It was really, really... It's a, it's a pretty game. Um, I recommend... It's actually... It was on the Wii and the Wii U virtual consoles. Is it? So... So, uh, something you can definitely still check out. Actually, no, you can't, because you shut those down.
0: Well, the Wii U uh, is still there, but not the Wii version. Okay, it's, it's it's a fun game, it really is. Yeah. Um. But the Virtual Console will never be on the Switch. That's kind of crappy, though.
1: But yeah, yeah uh, it is what it is. I say, actually, it's criminally underrated, in my,
0: my opinion. Like, it just... You, some people have never even heard of it. You said you've never even heard of the game. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even I wasn't even familiar with it until uh, until you actually mentioned it. But uh, I dig that track. I actually dig all three of the Konami tracks you that you played. K- Konami definitely has a sound, do they not? They definitely do. They, they sound similar, but they're different enough to where you can definitely pick them apart. But they're all really good. The Konami sound team used to be great back in the day. They really did. Yeah. They really did.
1: Let's, you know, we need someone to make Konami great again.
0: Yeah, Konami. Well, they're still making games, so we'll see. Uh, they did release Metal Gear Survive this year, which ended up being as bad as everyone thought it was going to be, so. Um, but we'll see. I mean, maybe we'll get a new mainline entry and something and we'll be happy, but who knows? Maybe not, maybe not. But that's going to take us to my next pick. We're halfway through the episode already. We've already done eight tracks. So to kick off this second half, I'm going to go to a battle theme. Ooh, from Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. <laughs> And that was the battle theme from Final Fantasy Mystic Quest,
1: composed by Nobuo Uematsu.
0: Wrong. This, Wrong. Yeah, he only did the mainline games. Okay. <laughs> this released on October fifth, nineteen ninety-two, for the SNES. It was developed and published by SquareSoft, and composed by Ryuji Sasai and Yasuhiro Kawakami. So let's start with the. Uh, let's start with Yasuhiro Kawakami. Uh, he is known for Shinobi and Tetris in arcades, Super R-Type on the SNES, and of course this game. And then uh, Ryuji Sasai is known for Zack and Zack 2, that's X-A-K, two games I'm not familiar with. Frey and Magical Adventure, Final Fantasy Legend 2 and Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, Tobal Number 1, and Bushido Blade 2. Bushido Blade's a fun game, I like that. I've played Bushido Blade, okay. Yeah, Bushido Blade's a fun game. Uh, And obviously, this is a game, obviously, you currently, for revisiting the classics in the Maxwell Podcast, you are working through the Final Fantasy series. You're currently playing Final Fantasy VIII as we record this episode. Mm -hmm. I know you haven't played Final Final Fantasy Mystic Quest yet, but I do think you should give this one a shot at some point. This is a fun game. I like this one a lot.
1: Maybe. I mean, if I'm going to play the rest, why not play this one, right? Yeah,
0: no, then obviously, like, Legends 2, there, there's definitely the, the off-spin, the spinoff games would definitely be, I think, a fun thing to go for you to do after you finish the mainline series. Uh, Mystic Quest, though, I feel like is a very underrated game in terms of the Final Fantasy franchise. I like this one a lot. This is a game that I actually owned relatively early on after it came out. I remember having this game, you know, before, man... Before I was in second grade, and that was in 1994, so uh, I had to have had this game when I was either in kindergarten or first grade, so. I don't believe in children
1: playing video games at that age. That is just wrong.
0: Why not? I love these games I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just being a hater. I was playing Legend of Zelda at that age, though. That's what, that's what made me... I didn't... What's funny, I didn't get a link to the past. So I didn't have said this before until 1994, uh, two years after it came out, but... Uh, I uh, this Final Fantasy Mystic Quest and some of the original Final Fantasies on the NES. That's what made me fall in love with the JRPG genre and still to this day is my favorite of all time. So wow, that, was, that was a damn good track. I like this know, so a great lot. rock, great rock and track. Definitely. It feels very different from what Noble Yamatsu was doing with Final Fantasy at the time. But I like what these two guys did with it. I really like what they did with this track and this game in general. Yeah, I'm going to go a little different though now. OK, we're done with Konami, right?
1: For my pick, I did a Super Nintendo game. I did a Nintendo game, but flip on Konami, and that's that's a little Konami overload there. Okay,
0: know? so we're getting away from Konami. Okay, cool.
1: No, uh, we're, so now wait, we're really wait, good. wait! We're, we're not
0: getting away from Konami.
1: <laughs> no, no, we're not. Okay. Uh, we're going to. Did you, you, uh, you we didn't do this on purpose. This is totally not done on purpose. I don't
0: uh, believe I, you.
1: I, I have a problem. I guess. I don't believe like you. So, I swear to God. I swear. I swear, my nieces. <laughs> okay I did not do this on purpose but from the Konami classic arcade game okay this is dance with a crocodile from the X-Men arcade Was "Dance with a Crocodile" from X-Men Arcade? Sounds like "Dance with the ca- Dead." That's a, another classic Konami tune. This one composed by somebody called Tim Fallon. Not never heard of him. You no, lie. I'm just kidding. Right? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, t- 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 Tim Fallon's a legend. I could run down all the things he did, but it would be we'd be here forever. Yeah. Uh, just the things that I love, of course: Bubble Bobble uh echo the dolphin
0: super off-road plock there you go you know you know, you know i get it in there uh oh, um, yeah you always you always find a way to mention plock and I, I'm, I'm sure if you record or compose portal 2 you'd mention that as well
1: that's the problem with 1992 you really kind of locked me in on this uh at least
0: portal 2 didn't yeah. release in 92 thank god
1: yeah, exactly Yeah, you have know, this x-men arcade game I played the ever-loving crap out of it, and we had mentioned MAGFest earlier. We did. Uh, Now, at MAGFest, one of the ongoing things is uh, Colossus from this game has a very unique sound that he makes, and people like to just do this sound in unison at MAGFest. And what is that sound, Frank? It's uh, I can't do it. It's too late at night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, wake the, I'll wake the neighbors. That's okay. But it's 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 it's, it's, it's a colossus roar. Uh, it's really awesome. Uh, great game. Uh, in fact, this is the level that you fight Magneto in. So. The Magneto. The Magneto. It, 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 oh, it's I am Magneto, master yeah. of magnet. Welcome to die. <laughs> uh, oh yes. It, it's it was that bad. Nice. Um, this is a great game. I actually remember picking this back up. I. 2010, 2011, when he came back on Xbox Live
0: Arcade. Oh, okay. I was going to say, so you didn't buy a cabinet. I know you didn't buy this cabinet, so...
1: Brian, if I had this cabinet, I'd have it to this day, and I would never let it go. No, it'd probably um, be in
0: your set. It'd probably be in your background of the show when we do our actual recordings. I would have built a bed into it and slept on it. I love this game. <laughs> uh... Nah, this is, this is
1: one of my all-time favorite arcade games. Really? In fact, when last time I went to, to MAGFest,
0: I spent a good hour and a half just playing this game. Do they not kick you off after a certain amount of time? I rotated around, I'm not a jerk. But oh yeah, we kind of are, but still.
1: Not now when it comes to games and stuff, you know, I, I understand, you know, people are there, it's an event. But I definitely got my rotation and just moved over one spot. And...
0: <laughs> went to the next cabinet and then came back to that one when you were done. Exactly. when put some play some Mortal Kombat and then game back. Yeah. I'd destroy you at Mortal Kombat in the arcades.
1: You talk a big game, we'll
0: say. Yeah, no, I would probably lose in a heartbeat. That's it, I I was pretty sick. <laughs> I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were. I know you're definitely good at those way better than me, for sure. Way better than me for sure. But I'm, I'm g- sure well, I'm sure you're better I'm sure you're better at Japanese RPGs, Brian. Oh, I am, but I'm also better at my next pick on today's show. Ooh.
1: ooh! how's that for a
0: transition? Yeah. Better than my last one I tried to do. This is BGM1. Very, very very catchy name for a track. BGM1 from Mario Paint. BGM-1 from Mario Paint, released on August 1st, 1992, on the SNES, developed and published by Nintendo, and this was composed by three individuals, Hirokazu Tanaka, Ryoji Yashitomi, and Kazumi Totaka. Uh, yes, I am better than you at this game, by the way.
1: Yeah, sure you are. I, I call her the best them. Uh, uh, I did you, have, did you have Mario Paint? 100%, dude. 100%. I did not have Mario Paint. I actually rented this from Blockbuster quite did it, often. <laughs> did it come with
0: the mouse pad and the mouse as well? It oh, did. wow. Okay, okay cool. Um, let me talk to the composers real quick. So let's start with Hirokazu Tanaka. He is known for Donkey Kong 1, 2, and 3, Duck Hunt, Hogan's Alley, Metroid, Kid Icarus, Super Mario Land, Mother, Dr. Mario, and Earthbound. Damn, that's a good catalog. <laughs> yeah, and obviously way more than that. I just pick out so many. I just pick out a couple titles for each name. I, I don't I don't want to run down every single game that these guys have made or girls have made of course, just because there's so many under these names. Uh, Ryoji Yoshitomi, Yoshi, let me that again. Ryoji Yoshitomi is known for baseball. Golf, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, Super Mario Land 3, Pokemon Puzzle League, Wario Land 4, WarioWare Inc., Nintendogs, Chihuahua and Friends, We Play, We Fit, and Mario Kart 7. Hey, and- you did Metroid 2, I love you. Yeah. And then uh, Kazumi Totaka, I feel like is probably the most well-known name on this list. Uh, He's known for Super Mario Land 2, Wave Race 64, Yoshi's Story, Luigi's Mansion, the entirety of the Animal Crossing franchise, and Yoshi's Wooly World, which is recent. Uh, Plus, he's got that uh, Totaka song. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, how he hides it in every game? Yeah. Bum, -bum, bada bum, 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 bum. (laughs) that's yeah that's uh that's Totaka's song he it's basically every single game he's ever had a hand in or done anything for that 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 little track is hidden in the game somewhere uh and I feel like it's in some Nintendo games that he didn't even have a hand in so Uh, sometimes you just gotta pay a little homage to the master yeah yeah and obviously we're gonna be hearing a lot more of uh a lot more of him because we'll meet Totaka when we do our Animal Crossing episodes in the future so oh you better believe it uh but Mario Paint though dude um That track, I think, is the most iconic for me when it comes to Mario Paint. That and the one that you... One of the pre-made tracks that you could listen to with the... uh,
1: Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's 100% the one I was thinking of. That one and this one. Um, I was going to play the music from, like, the fly swatting game, but it's just not that... It's not that iconic. So... it, It just wasn't... It didn't feel as impressive as this track or I almost picked the other one. I did the one that you just sang, but uh, I went with this one instead. That's a good pick. That's a good pick indeed. No, I I had this game though early. I think late 92, I got this. I think my dad picked it up and him and I used to just mess around and make stuff. It was fun. It was was a lot of fun.
1: I I really wish I had this as a kid Mm -hmm. because I I, I rented it enough that you might have probably just should have bought it for me. Yeah, uh...
0: I feel like you would have you would have definitely probably tried to make some interesting things in the game. I bet you I would have. <laughs> I, guess I didn't get it because I probably would have been hit, <laughs> smacked with the mouse pad over the head. And that mouse pad is uh, is is oh. definitely yeah, it's solid. It's not like a mouse pad, so definitely would hurt. Right. Well, here's another thing that would get hurt. That would hurt being hit with a golden axe. Oh, this
1: <laughs> is Konami. What the hell? know, yeah, I'm, I'm breaking uh, tradition here. Yes. Uh, wow maybe there is some hope for tomorrow that's the name of the track hope from tomorrow from golden axe revenge of the death adder enjoy was hope from tomorrow hope for tomorrow from golden axe revenge of the death adder uh, that's an arcade game that came out in 1992 by sega not konami surprising uh, surprising but okay uh it is composed uh, but honestly it says the sega sound team here uh, helped by toru uh nakabayashi they did just about everything when it came to the arcade uh, out there in sega a um, little fun fact about this game: I remember playing this at a Sizzler buffet as a kid.
0: A Sizzler, that's awesome, dude! That's fantastic. Uh,
1: I, remember, I remember you were able to play as four different characters. There was a giant, a barbarian, a centaur, and an elf. Best believe I was a barbarian. I got to get my kills in.
0: Yeah, why not? Why not?
1: Nah, but this is a great game. I eventually, it was ported to the uh, the Sega, but the, the Genesis, but. The arcade version, definitive, one hundred percent. Love this game. Uh, I really want an arcade machine now. Uh, after hearing all these cool arcade songs, I, I think I think that's the next investment. Level Up Games to buy me an arcade machine.
0: Well, luckily you're gonna get the. Uh, you're not gonna get it from Level Games, but the SNK uh, arcade machine is coming out soon.
1: Oh man, I was gonna have you buy me that too. Uh, Why would I buy that for you? Uh, it's an investment in, in the greatest co-host who's ever lived.
0: I'd rather invest in your studio and get you, like, better internet or better sound quality stuff. I'll take it. Well, if I had money, I would do it.
1: (laughs) Ryan, just send me the cash. I'll make sure it
0: gets taken care of. Yeah, right. Sure you would. You can't even... I had to twist your arm to order a couple things for your studio that you now have, so... But look well, at you, look you, at you, you're leaning back and you're almost asleep recording this episode. I I I'm, I'm in the lap of luxury. You're, I love oh, it. It's, you're, you're almost asleep recording this episode because it is 3am. It is. 3 too, so.
1: it is well, it's t- almost 3am. Yeah, it's 2.40am as of the time you heard my beautiful sleepy
0: voice. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost done though. We're almost done. We, we've powered through. We're almost done. Let's go ahead and listen to my next pick on today's episode. I've got two tracks left and as you sit there in your sleepy state. Let's go ahead and take a listen to a track from Streets of Rage 2. This is titled Dreamer. my friend, my sleepy friend, was Dreamer from Streets of Rage 2. That woke me up. (laughs) Yeah, that woke you up, of course it did. Uh, Released, uh, probably think the latest release in 1992 we're going to have on this episode today, December 20th, 1992, on the Sega Genesis. Uh, Developed and published by Sega and composed by two people. The first is Motohiro Kawashima. The second, one of my favorite composers of all time, Yuzo Koshiro.
2: There you
0: go. Yeah. Let's talk. uh, Let's talk Motohiro Kawashima for a second. Uh, They're known for Batman Returns, Shinobi 2, Streets of Rage 2 and 3, and has basically worked alongside Yuzo Kushiro on a majority of titles he worked on. So uh, speaking of Kushiro, we all know him. But let's just mention some of the games he worked on Xanadu, Ease 1, Ease 2, Revenge of Shinobi, Actraiser, Streets of Rage, Batman Returns, Shenmue, Castlevania, Portrait of Ruin, Etrian Odyssey, Super Smash Brothers, Seventh Dragon, Kid Uprising, and Persona Q. Uh, still going strong to this day, and I think it's uh, I think it's okay to announce this. He is our next basic uh, composer that we're going to yes. be, you know, highlighting here on uh, on BG Mania. That's coming up later in June, in two weeks. Uh, so the episode on uh, on on June twentieth will be done for Yuzo Koshiro, and we're gonna change the name of those. We're gonna call them deep dives. So that, we're going to do a deep dive into the, uh, the discography and the catalog of Yuzo Kishiro and, and kind of just explore the ins and outs of everything that he's done. So we'll try to find some obscure stuff and we'll try to find some, obviously, some well-known stuff. But uh, yeah, Yuzo Kishiro, man, I, I just, I love everything that he's done. He's so good. And I feel like because he got his start back, you know, so early on in, in the gaming industry, he's obviously one of the biggest names we can talk about. He's up there with Nobu Yumatsu. He's up there with Koji Kondo. He's up there with all these, you know, just legends in the industry. And Willie, really he helped shape video game music going forward. And like every, I feel like so many composers in this day and age take inspiration from Yuzo Kushiro and still do callbacks to him and that kind of stuff. It's just. I love it too. I mean, I mean how can you not The man's a freaking genius Yeah I just Every time he does something new I'm, I'm invested And I listen to the soundtrack You know start to finish Because I know it's going to be amazing So It's just It's awesome dude I just love it So I'm, I'm very much looking forward To our Yuzuka Shiro episode I, I want to find some hidden gems But I also want to play some classics So Well I did a lot of searching For this next one Oh yeah, yeah. Did you
1: Yeah A lot of searching so or so that the name of the track is searching. Okay. <laughs> uh, from one of my favorite PC games of all the times, this is Searching from Wolfenstein 3D. boy so that was searching by from Wolfenstein 3D Uh, totally not the track i meant to pick but we're gonna roll with it
0: we're gonna roll with it because it's funny um dude I
1: had I originally wanted to pick uh the war marks from Wolfenstein 3D
0: yeah but my bad and what's funny is that we could go back and fix this but no like that's just that's funny right there so it happens yeah Um, we we, there's obviously a uh, a error on Frank's end there uh, he didn't apparently didn't search enough for his track and what went with oh, the wrong. Oh, I was ser- I was searching all <laughs> right, but <there. laughs> uh, what's interesting though? That's there's not much going on in that track, but I do what like what's interesting in there is like the different. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I, I got I got nothing. Uh, to instrumentation.
1: Yeah. Totally not the track I wanted to play for you. Uh like I said, if you do want to look it up for yourself, we'll sign three D, War March. It's mm-hmm. out there. Uh might be. Mm-hmm. Uh but this was composed by Robert Prince who did all the uh he did Doom and all the other awesome games out there for its software. Uh, 3D, Catacomb 3D, Commander Keen, Major Striker. Wolverine 3D was a big deal on MS-DOS. I played the hell out of it, and it I played it
0: inspired. too on MS-DOS, yeah, for it sure. It
1: inspired one of my favorite hobbies of all time, and that is killing some Nazis.
0: Well, it basically created the first-person shooter genre as well, so...
1: That's too. So, yeah,
0: uh, a very pivotal title. So, first of all, screw you, Wolfenstein 3D for creating the first-person shooter genre because I hate that genre. I really do. It's one of the best genres. It sucks.
1: It sucks. Yeah. They're not think good. About th- think about how far we've come from Wolfenstein 3D to Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops, where there's not even a, a story mode. They're just just online. But there's battle royale. Battle Royale,
0: Free for All, BS nonsense. However, if they put this track in Black Ops 4, I'll I'll give them some kudos. But it was cool.
1: You know, this is where BJ Blazewood started. This is yeah. This, is, this is, it's my boy.
0: I love I love BJ. <laughs> I just it's it, so funny. Like I'm sitting here trying to think of something positive to say about the track. I literally have I I have nothing, dude. I I got nothing, guys. I have failed you. <laughs> I have nothing on this one. And I, I, I have failed the podcast. Mm-hmm. But that's why we're leaving it in, because and, that makes it funny.
1: And to quote Oliver Queen, I have failed the city.
0: Like I said, we could have re-recorded this and actually put the track in there that you wanted to pick, but that would that would take away from the magic of the moment. So... Nah. we can't. I'll just take... sit
1: here. I'll just sit here in my shame and wait for Brian's awesome, sweet, sweet track.
0: Oh, don't worry. It is. Because I'm going to pick from a game... But we actually did an entire episode on before. And I actually can't can't, can't pick the same track twice. I'm not. I'm not. And I actually I went back and looked because if you remember when we do single episodes, we normally do 20 tracks from that episode for that episode. Yes. Which we will be kind of narrowing that down a little bit going forward, because I feel like 20 tracks from one game is just too much because it doesn't leave us room to pick anything else from it in the future. But. I wanted to take a look at a game that released in 1992 that I knew of for sure released in 92 to see if there was anything else on the soundtrack that we didn't play. And I found one thing that I skipped over for this soundtrack, and I was extremely happy to find it. So let's take a listen to Triforce Room from The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. was Triforce Room from a, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Can't believe we skipped that one. It's the last track, of the, one of the last tracks in the game. How do we miss it? This is one track that we didn't play from A Link to the Past, and that makes me happy because that means we can include it on today's episode. Normally, if we had already played it, we wouldn't be able to because that's just how we do things here on BG Mania. We never play the same track twice, except for our anniversary episodes. We may break the rules there. Uh, This was released on April 13th, 1992 on the SNES, developed and published by Nintendo and composed by the wonderful Koji Kondo, who we all know. Koji Kondo? Yeah, we all know who that is, so we don't need to gush over him week in and week out. Obviously, he's one of my favorite composers of all time. He's one of your favorite composers of all time. Uh, Made some of our favorite and classic game compositions. And, you know, this is definitely the second best Zelda game of all time. It's the first best. How dare you? That's definitely the okay. second best Zelda game of all time. That's what I said. We'll revisit that one of these days when, yeah, I, we, get around, when, when, when I get around to rating them. We're definitely going to revisit that. And uh, if you if you're, you know, you may as well say it you, Obviously, if you want to help us out, send us an email. bgmania at the rank the entirety of the Zelda franchise. And uh, we'll, we're going to be picking some to uh, include in our actual list.
1: If you want me to send you money, put Skyward Sword at number one. Okay.
0: No, but uh, obviously that is something we're currently working on. We're going to be doing a... a, We're going to be revisiting the Legend of Zelda rankings that we have up on YouTube because that's probably our most popular video in terms of views and watch time. And it's just funny how, you know, toxic... It's controversial.
1: Yeah, it's definitely
0: how toxic some of the comments can be just because of some of the rankings we gave that. But we didn't do an official ranking system for that one. We just kind of
1: exactly it it's, it's subjective it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's a tweet it's
0: had to say about you know? yeah definitely subjective but we're going to do a more non-subjective yeah. do this time we're going to actually do a voting system so we're going to be labeling one through 19 and we're going to be listing the entirety of the Zelda franchise in order with one being worth 19 points and then going down from there so it's definitely uh you know, a good way to get your game up high is giving it to the number one ranking. Don't, don't worry, spirit tracks. You ain't going anywhere, <laughs> but uh, that's going to be fun. And obviously it's going to be just more than me and you. So we're definitely going to, and, and we talked about, I may put up a poll on the website and just do an overall fan thing, but, because obviously we appreciate the BG Mania community and the video game music podcast community. Uh, if you guys want to help us out with that, just go ahead and shoot us an email, BG Mania at com. rank the Zelda games. And, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, take as many as we can. Obviously we don't want to take everything just because we don't want, and I don't want to sift through a hundred things, but, uh, we'll, we'll take as many as we can. And then, uh, we're going to still do that video. Hopefully sometime this month. I'd love to do it sometime this month. So,
1: I'll sit down and do it soon.
0: Yeah,
1: Brian, I, I think I think I want to spoil you and the rest and everyone else right now. Okay, let's go. Let's go. One more Konami tune. Okay, no, what kidding. have we done? I'm, kidding, I'm Metal, kidding. Metal
0: Gear didn't release in '92 either. No. Yeah. Uh,
1: actually, we're gonna go Capcom on this one here. Okay. To, to take us out today, we're gonna do the Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse. Uh, the Treetop theme. This was composed by Mari Yamaguchi. Uh, did all the music for Mega Man. So yeah, definitely you know, a you,
0: household name for sure.
1: You know, she's near and dear to my heart. Yep. Um. This song is iconic. Anyone who's played the game knows this song. I want I to take you all on a nice high note with some, with, with some good Disney magic.
0: And this is a great game and uh, obviously it a great really soundtrack. Is. I mean, this is potentially my favorite game starring Mickey Mouse. I think that's a fair thing to say.
1: Yeah. Uh, my favorite Super Nintendo uh, uh, Disney game.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know about that. That's right. I went there. I don't know about that because I do more think, so than Lion King. I was going to say, I do think Lion King is a better game.
1: <laughs> I, like this, I like this one, Lion King, but, 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 yeah. but it's still
0: a great game. <laughs> but, any, but, but we know there are a lot of games that do Hell, star Mickey Mouse. I like
1: I like this more than Aladdin.
0: Ooh, Aladdin's a good game, too, though. I know. I know. But once uh, again, it's objective. And I wouldn't count Kingdom Hearts because I don't think Kingdom Hearts stars Mickey I Mouse said Super Nintendo. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But I was saying I was talking in general games that starred Mickey in Mouse. General? So, I don't think uh, Kingdom Hearts really stars Mickey Mouse, but games that actually have Mickey Mouse as the lead character, this might be my favorite one. Definitely better than Mickey Mouse Copied. Just y- saying. Yes, it is. So, oh, yeah. yeah. This is a good track, and this is definitely a good pick. Uh, obviously, it's very well known, so you're definitely going to know this one. But, uh, dude, that brings us to the close of the episode. Today. This was a fun episode. I enjoyed this one a lot. I did. Next time, I say we record this one in the morning. Oh, yeah. Well, we normally do record in the morning. We don't normally record. It's now 3.06 a.m. as we're closing this out. We don't normally record this late. We used to record this late, but we haven't done that in a very long time. Um, ever since, well, dude, it's been about six or seven months since we used to record this late.
1: So. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to pay for this in the morning. Oh, yeah. No, no to- for sure. <laughs> I, I've,
0: I'm already ready to go to bed, so... Uh, But no, this is definitely going to be a fun thing to keep visiting back throughout the years. We're going to keep doing all the years going forward. Um, As we always joke around about, we do have enough ideas for shows to take us through 2025. So hopefully you enjoy the podcast and hopefully you plan on sticking with us because BG Mania is going nowhere. And we were going to be around for even if Frank disappears because he's, you know, sucks. Wow. um, Wow, Brian. Just kidding. I will burn you to the ground. I will be here for years and years to come. I will be an old man still doing BG Mania. In 2050, yeah, if F-po- podcast if podcast is still a thing in 2050, he he
1: ain't making it that long. <laughs> let's, see if it, let's see if he makes it to 2020 with that attitude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to discuss before we are out of here today,
1: guys? If you're hearing the sound of my voice, I beg you and plead, please, June the ninth. Yeah, last live time, episode. Last
0: time we get to pimp it before it happens, huh? Uh,
1: June the ninth. 11 a.m. Eastern. We're going to have a live episode of the Max Level Podcast. You can join us for the whole weekend for our E3 coverage. Yeah, It's going to be amazing. Be and it, for, for lovers of, of music, trust me, we'll sing a ditty or two somewhere along the
0: way. We always do. Probably more than one. Oh, just you wait and see. We usually do more than one. Alright, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, BG Mania is uploaded on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher every Wednesday morning, leaving us a rating and a review if you haven't already done so on either iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Help us out tremendously in terms of search results so other fans of video game music podcasts can f- discover us. If you have any ideas or requests for future episodes, remember to email us at bgmania at leveldowngames.com with those requests. If you're interested in supporting us here at Level Down Games so we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis, Remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions Follow of our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play, as well as the description box on all of our YouTube videos. We've got Amazon, Techie Sport Gaming Chairs, Origin PC, and Eraser. Supporting us through any or all those of those affiliate links means the absolute world to us. To stay up to date on all things that let games, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find our main account over on Twitter at OriginalLDG. I'm at Brian underscore LDG and Frank is at the Frankasaurus. We're both on Instagram on the Brian Brian.ldg LDG and Frank's at the Frankasaurus. Once again, we can be found on Facebook for general posts and information, and finally, over at twitch.tv slash games for all our live streams. Feel free to say hello when you drop on by. And remember, if you sub to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch, and leave us that review on iTunes, we are still sending out crappy Steam games from Frank's ever-growing library of crappy Steam games.
1: For the love of God, take them. <laughs>
0: You're gonna dream about them crappy Steam games tonight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Doing all these things will ensure that you never miss an episode of Max Level, our video game podcast every Monday. Game Oracles, our video game trailer show every Tuesday. BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. And Glow, a podcast dedicated to professional wrestling every Thursday. Plus, you'll have access to all of our video reviews, top 10 series, revisiting the classics, the first hour unboxings, let's plays, reaction videos, and so much more. Of course, all this is also found on our main home, and hopefully yours as well, the newly redesigned LevelDownGames.com. Next week, we are returning to the Final Fantasy franchise, part six of the Final Fantasy franchise. We'll be looking at 10 tracks from Final Fantasy XI and 10 tracks from Final Fantasy XIV. So we're doing the two online Final Fantasies next week. But what I will say about next week's episode, we are recording it in the middle of our E3 coverage. It's the only time we have a chance to schedule it because of Frank's work schedule, so we have to record it in the middle of the day while doing E3 stuff. So I will say... This episode is going to be a little bit different, less talking, more music. So we're definitely going to have to uh, not rush it, but not spend as much time talking about the tracks on this next episode. And then we'll we'll return to normal the week after with our deep dive on Yuzo Koshiro. Oh, yeah, we'll get wacky with Yuzo Koshiro. Oh, getting wacky with Koshiro. Sounds like a good title for the show. (laughs) Taking this out of this episode once again, we have Treetops from the Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse. Keep the music playing and keep it loud you